there's something about God where he says to the devil, you knock my kid down, amazing grace, powerful grace is going to get them back up. And when they get back up, they're going to be a meaner machine than when they went down. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Life Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, Pastor Jeff continues the exciting series entitled Piercing the Darkness. On the last Life Talk program, Pastor Jeff discussed how God sees and hears the pain and suffering of this world, and that he now confronts this darkness through his people, the believers. Today, Pastor Jeff continues this powerful teaching on how God, through the comfort of the Holy Spirit, is turning pain into gain in the life of all His children. We are now comforting those who are suffering with the same comfort we have received from our Father. So, grab your Bibles and let's get right to the conclusion of turning pain into gain. We're not going to cave in. We're not going to bend. We're not going to bow. We're not going to break. I know persecution is going to come, but I know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And if he could go up Golgotha's hill for me, naked and bleeding, then I can take a stand for him in a wicked and perverse generation. And that's what we're going to do. And if we do that, and churches all over America do it, the tide will be turned, and we're going to experience a great awakening of the Spirit of God again. So say with me, He's prepared me. Then He has purposed you that you would walk in His will. And what is His purpose for everybody in this room? It is simply to do the Father's will. That's it. You know, when I got saved, I was sitting in a juvenile home. I was 16 years old. I was scared to death. I was busted for sale of narcotics at 16. I wasn't a big-time pusher. I was a little-time squirt. But they did get me. And I was sitting in juvenile home, heard the gospel for the first time in my life. When I was sitting in jail, I was purposeless. I had no purpose. I didn't know what purpose was. I had no goals, no vision for myself, nothing that I was looking at down the road that I was shooting for. I was purposeless. But when the Spirit of God came into my heart and Jesus came into my life, I realized that I was not an evolutionary mishap, that I had not come along at random, that I was not the process or the result of some single-celled organism crawling out of some ancient sea that finally evolved into me. No, 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 no. That I had been custom-designed by God, that I was fearfully and wonderfully made, and that He had His hand on me for a reason. And I began to understand that when you know Him, you encounter purpose, because He is the God who designed you for a reason. When you see a car out in the parking lot, you know that it wasn't just sitting there for thousands of years, evolving until finally the gasoline was in there, and the tires were on it, and the steering wheel, and the key, and shazam! Look at this. What is it for? No, you know that somebody made it for a reason. And it's not for you to stare at. It is to get you from A to B, from A to Z. 
You know that about a car. Why would you think anything else when you look at you? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And God has you for a purpose. And His purpose is to do the Father's will. Are you doing the Father's will today? Or are you squandering your life? Don't waste your life. Do the Father's will. But then He says, not only did I give you a purpose, and not only did I prepare you, but I have decreed, God has decreed that He's going to turn your pain, your suffering, into gain. Now, many people in here are suffering. You're suffering emotionally. You've been hurt. You've been heartbroken. Somebody's walked out on you, left you with a hole in your heart. You've been lied to. Some of you have been told that you've got cancer. You're fighting cancer or heart disease. You're suffering. There is physical suffering. There's mental suffering. Some of you are suffering spiritually. You feel oppressed. You feel depressed. You feel down. You know that you're up against something. You're, you're fighting a battle. And so you're suffering. The Bible says that God has decreed that you will not suffer in vain. God will not waste your pain. There's redemption even in pain if you know the Lord. A believer is going to suffer for three things, doing wrong, doing right, or you don't know why you're suffering. You can suffer as a believer for doing wrong. You're paying consequences for making some bad decisions. You're suffering. Or you can suffer for doing right. You're getting persecuted because you took a stand for God. You're suffering. Or you may be suffering and not know why. You don't know why yet. It's a mystery. But God says whether it's for wrong or right or for an inexplicable reason, I'm going to redeem your pain. Now that's good news. He says, I am able to make all things work together for the good. All things, all things, pain, letdown, disillusionment, breakup, heartbreak, breakdowns, breakups. I'm able to take all pain, all loss, all suffering, and I'm going to redeem it. Now, one of the ways that pain is turned again, listen very carefully to me, because some of you are experiencing this right now. As a matter of fact, all five of these P's, everyone in here, everyone in here has all of them at work on one level or another in your life. You're prepared. You're purposed. He's going to turn your pain to gain. But one way that God turns it to gain is when He comforts you in your pain. Listen to what Paul said, 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3 to 4. He talks about suffering. Here's what he says. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. So our God is identified as a God who comforts. Catch that. He comforts. He never said, I'm going to keep you from pain. He did say, I'm going to comfort you in your pain. Now look what it says. This God of comfort comforts us in all, not some, but all of our troubles so that. Well, let's just stop a minute. Now right here, we could stop and say, what a great verse. God has promised to comfort me in all of my troubles. So no matter what I'm going through, no matter what the trouble is, he's going to comfort me. But no, he's added a so that. So there's a reason behind, and it goes beyond just you and me. He says, so that we can comfort others who are in trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Now here's God's plan that when you suffer 
He says, okay, I'm going to go to you and I'm going to comfort you because I already told you through my son, I'm sending you the comforter, the Holy Spirit, the parakletos. That's the Greek word. It means the one called to stand alongside you in your pain and comfort you. But then when you're comforted, I want you to understand that your comfort is to be distributed. It's not just for you. It's not all about you. It's not all about me. But when God does anything in your life or mine, He's got one eye on you and one eye on somebody else who's going to reap from what God did in you. You see, you know what makes you and I so valuable here today? God's done something in us. Any of you can say, God's done something in me. Let me see your hands. God has touched my life. God looks at you as a distributor. God looks at you as a dealer. God looks at you as contagious. You are contagious. And he wants you to take the comfort by which he comforted you and carry it to somebody else. He comforted you so that we can bring comfort to others. And that's one of the ways that God turns our pain into gain. Now let me tell you about the devil. The devil, when the devil brings pain to our life, there is nothing redemptive in it. The devil doesn't have within any atom of his being one scintilla of compassion or care or concern about the, the objects of his pain. He does not weep over the crying of a baby. He does not care over the tears of a teenager. There is nothing in the devil remotely compassionate. He comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. He increases and he multiplies pain, ultimately in an attempt to destroy the person to whom he has brought the pain. But that is not our God. Our God is the opposite of the devil. Our God says, oh, are you hurting? You're suffering? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to comfort you, and I'm going to bring victory to you, and I'm going to turn your pain into gain. I'm going to make your pain redemptive. You are never going to suffer with no purpose in mind. You are never going to suffer needlessly. My grace is going to touch your pain, and I'm going to turn it into gain. I'm going to redeem it. I'm going to turn it. I'm going to change it. I'm going to get glory out of it, and you are going to come out better for it. The Greek word used for comfort when it says God comforts us is para kaleo. Para means alongside. Kaleo means called to. And here's what it means. When it says you get comforted, then God's called you to comfort others, it means that God's going to take you who have suffered and he's going to comfort you. Here you are. You've got a heartbreak. Somebody's walked out. You're hurting. Your heart is broken. Your mind is broken. Your body is hurting. You're going through a trial. You're in a valley. It's dark. It's difficult. You're fighting maybe for your life. It's been a long time. You're wondering how long this is going to last. You see no rhyme or reason for the suffering. And that's why God sent me here today with this message that God says, I'm going to turn your pain into gain. God says, I'm going to comfort you. And so he brings his word to us and his word comforts us and his spirit rises up within us and comforts us. I can't tell you how many times I visit people in the hospital all the time. And I go into situations that are so difficult, people hurting, people with terrible afflictions. And I go into the people of God and I get in there with the people of God. And when I walk in the room, they brighten up because I represent the Lord to them. And I go in there and I pray with them and I share the word with them. And I've watched over and over again how the Lord comforts the afflicted and he comforts the hurting. And it is supernatural. Those that don't know Jesus don't have it. That's why they got to shoot it, smoke it, 
pop it, drop it. That's why they got to do all these things when it comes to pain. Because they have nothing else. But we have the Holy Spirit. And the Word of God. And I watch these people get comforted in the worst of situations. They wear a smile on their face. And sometimes they encourage me. And I realize that what God's call on them is that someday they're going to stand alongside somebody that's hurting. And say, you know what? I used to hurt. I went through this valley. And God comforted me. He helped me. Some of you, what are you doing in church? Look what you've been through. You went through a valley you thought you would never come back from. Some of you were down for the count and the devil got to eight. And then something happened. The Holy Spirit rose up inside of you. The Holy Spirit reached down and touched you. They said you would never get up again. They said you would never walk again, never enjoy life again. And here you are on a Sunday morning in 100 degree weather with your hands lifted up, praising God. How can you do that? Because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Come on, give Him a better shout than that. Paul said, therefore, we are comforted because you're comforted. Comforted people comfort people. Paul said, this is the way it works. For just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Jesus Christ, our comfort flows out. Sufferings come in, but comfort flows out because we walk with a supernatural God. Suffering comes in, but comfort overflows out of the believer who has experienced God's comforts and so be sure to use your comforts for others. Some of you that came down on the altar today, you came to stress. Now you're comforted. You've got something God wants you to give away. Go out and tell somebody, boy, I went to church. I didn't know what was going to happen. But God comforted me. Now where I had no hope, I've got hope. Now where I had pain, I've got some peace. Now where I didn't know what to do, I've got some guidance. I went to church and something happened to me. When you go into that restaurant you're headed to, go in with a smile on your face and a skip in your step. And if you go in looking like you just lost your best friend, don't tell them you were here. Just go out and comfort somebody with the comforts that God has comforted you with. Because we've got something the world doesn't have, but the world needs. And it's the light and the peace and the strength and the glory and the light of God. Remember those cries that rose out of Egypt? The same cries are going up right now. And you know where you're going today? You're going where they're right next door to you. You're going where they're right down the street from you. Hurting people. Oh, I've learned, listen, in pastoring 26 years, ministering to thousands of people, I've learned this. I've learned that no matter how much money they make, no matter how big the house, no matter how nice the car, no matter how many perks they enjoy, if they don't have God, there's a level of misery. There's a level of misery. Going out there... And sharing the comforts. Well, listen, witnessing doesn't mean you go out there and win an argument. Witnessing doesn't mean you've got to be a professional debater. That's not what witnessing means. I mean, that may happen sometimes, but here's the best witnessing. When you say, 
This is how God, through Jesus, comforted me. My kids, I'd lost them. I'd lost my home, lost my health. I was suffering, I was hurting, I was going down, I was in a valley. I didn't know what to do, where to go, who to turn to. And then He comforted me. I lost it all, but I'm okay because I've got God. I lost my 401k, but that wasn't my future. My future is in Him. I was walked out on after years of relationship, but I found one that doesn't walk out on me. When they walked out, He walked in. I'm okay because I've got Him. He comforted me in my suffering. That's how God turns pain into gain. Say with me, comforted people. Comfort people. So God's prepared us, purposed us, and He's turning our pain into gain, but He also transforms our pain into power. Power. I've noticed something about God. When I go through a trial, and I've been through some really significant ones. Some I brought on myself. Some came to me from circumstances that I could not control. But when I emerge from a trial, I always come out stronger, more anointed, more compassionate, more effective in reaching people. There's something about God where he says to the devil, you knock my kid down, I'm not only getting them back up, but they're going to be stronger than before you knocked them down. You're going to regret that you knocked them down. You're going to regret that you messed with my children. Because you've got to understand, Mr. Devil, you knock them down, amazing grace, crazy grace, powerful grace is going to get them back up. And when they get back up, they're going to be a meaner machine than when they went down. They're going to be more focused, more thankful, more grateful, stronger in their praise and in their worship because they're going to know they were done for if I had not picked them up. You're just going to give them a better testimony. On the day of Pentecost, the power of God fell on 120 broken-hearted, disillusioned people. And the power of God fell on brokenness. And those broken people got up and changed the world. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. He's prepared us. He's purposed us. He turns pain to gain. He transforms pain into power. And finally, He transforms pain into passion. Do you know that nobody cares about the hurting like those who have hurt? You know what the Lord is looking for today? You know what kind of church is going to pierce the darkness? The church that loves people. That loves people. Not the religious whose noses, if they walk out into a rainstorm, they drown. You know what chickens drown because of that? Did you know that? They look up when it's raining and they drown. And a lot of religious folk walk around just like this. Oh, harumph. And you walk into those churches and it's harumph. What are you doing in here? You look messed up. We don't like messed up people around here. We like perfect achievers with money and class and pizzazz and harumph. And they, they're drowning. They just don't know it. No, God wants people who smell like sheep. That is, 
I care enough to get into your stuff, to listen to your pain. And see, God says, you hurting? I'm going to comfort you. And all of a sudden, there you are. You thought you were gone and done for, and God picks you up. And then he says, now, look. And there they are, hurting, same pain. He says, remember what I did for you? Now, you go tell it. You go share with them that I comfort you. That doesn't take a Ph.D., that doesn't take a theologian to say God comforted me when I was in the same situation you're in. You're getting divorced? Been there. Done that. God healed me. Let me show you how. You're addicted? I was addicted. God delivered me. Let me show you how. you in depression? I was so depressed, clinically depressed. Let me help you. God comforted me. Let me show you how. And the cries that are going up from Fort Worth. God says, you are the answer. And that's the kind of church that's going to pierce the darkness. Not a church that's going, well, I'm hurting, and so when I'm not hurting, I'll go back to church. No, come to church when you're hurting. Get in here when you're suffering. We don't want perfect people. We want people. And then God's going to send this church through this city. Because right over here and right over here and everywhere around us are crying and weeping and crying out and sighing and dying. God hears the cries arising out of all the neighborhoods we pass on the way to church. And he says to us, now go and tell them how I comforted you when you were experiencing the very same thing. We are called to comfort people by witnessing to them, giving them the good news of Jesus Christ. Witnessing doesn't mean we go out there and win an argument about God. It doesn't mean we are supposed to go debate everybody, though that might happen sometimes. Witnessing is best when we say, this is how God, through Jesus Christ, comforted me. I went through all kinds of disappointment, pain, and sorrow, and God comforted me. He came alongside and helped me, and He can do the same for you. Well, that's it for this time. We hope you've enjoyed the message and will remember this. God transforms suffering people into comforters. He brings gain out of pain. Join Pastor Jeff again next time for another exciting message from his life-changing series, Piercing the Darkness. Until then, may God bless you richly. Turning Pain into Gain is the first message of Pastor Jeff's new series, Piercing the Darkness. You can own a copy of this six-CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Piercing the Darkness, for only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. Isn't it great when things are a little easier? Like connecting to Life Talk Radio and Pastor Jeff on your mobile devices anywhere, anytime. Then here's great news. Now, Pastor Jeff, Life Talk Radio, and Turning Point Church are just a few clicks away with a new TPC Family app. 
With the new TPC Family app on your mobile phone or tablet, there are loads of helpful features to keep you connected in an easy and fun way. Watch Pastor Jeff streaming live on Sundays and Wednesdays from Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Or watch on-demand videos from recent services you may have missed. Listen to Life Talk radio programs on demand. Today's broadcast or catch up on any of the great teachings from Pastor Jeff on past Life Talk programs. You can even help continue Life Talk Radio's outreach and impact on the nation with the gospel by giving securely online. Now you can even text your gift to Life Talk and the amount you would like to give to 30131. And you'll find contact information and directions to Turning Point Church, upcoming events, broadcast station listings for Life Talk Radio, and much, much more. Plus, the new TPC Family app is free and available on Apple or Android devices. To download the new TPC Family app, simply type in the keyword TPC Family as one word with no spaces in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and get connected. So what are you waiting for? Download the free TPC Family app today and make your life a little easier. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.